messages uh, called The Promise. Somebody say The Promise. Amen. The Promise. The Father has made a promise unto all of us, we his children, and I pray that all of us have uh, received the promise. Amen. Uh, if you would, if you need a Bible, lift up your hand. If you need a Bible, we can get a Bible unto you so that you can uh, move along with us. Anybody need a Bible? Young people, anyone need a Bible? Amen. They might have it on their electronic devices, man. You know how they, they move it nowadays, Charles. Anyone else needs a Bible? Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't need a Bible, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, my brother. Uh, Acts chapter 1, if you would turn there, when you get there, please go to verses 4. We're going to read 4, 5, and then we're going to read 8. It's going to lay the foundation for where we're going uh, this morning. We're talking, continuing about the service, The Promise. And today I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the power. power. Hold on, I need to hear everybody. Everybody say the power power. of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. We're going to understand what this power is all about. I know that for many of you, amen, I've I've said to you many times before, amen. For some of you, uh, uh, this is review, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. But for everybody, it's true. (laughs) Hallelujah, (laughs) It's true, amen. And we're going to declare the true word of God. I'm going to read these scriptures. I already want to go somewhere else, but we're going to read these scriptures first. (laughs) Hallelujah. And it reads in verse, Acts chapter 1, verse 4, and being assembled together. Somebody say assembled together. See, that's what we are here. We are assembled together. When you come into the God's house, you're not gathered. You assemble. When, when you hear God's people, it says, forsake not the what? Assembling. Amen. So when we come together in the house of the Lord, we just don't come gather up in here. We get assembled, Jason. We're assembled up in here. Amen. Everybody has a purpose and a plan. And God, he, the Bible says he places them in the body as it pleases him. So there's no coincidence or amen or accident uh, uh, that you are here this morning. He meant for you to be here this morning. Amen. It's the divine providence of God that you are in this house this morning. It says, in being assembled together with them, He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He's telling them now, he says, now I'm getting ready to go be with the glory. And I want y'all guys to go over to Jerusalem and to wait on the promise of the Father. And we know what the promise of the Father is. It's the gift. It's the person of the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, it says, for John truly baptized with water. But you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days come. And this word baptized is the word baptizo in the Greek, and it means to be immersed. So he says, now John immersed you into water. That was the baptism of repentance, amen, from the repentance of thy sins. But the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is going to come, and you're going to be now baptized in the Holy Spirit, immersed, amen, into the Spirit of God, amen. And we've taught in the house, Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. And he's the baptizer. This is, this, is a, this is a spiritual thing that takes place. The Spirit comes and we get baptized into the Holy Spirit. Amen. We get baptized into that. Amen. We're the candidate. The, the, the Holy Spirit is the element and Jesus Christ is the baptizer. Christ is baptizing you in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't know about you, man. I just get excited every time I think about this. And so Jesus Christ is telling, he says, John truly baptized with the water. 
But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days. Well, how do you know that Jesus Christ does this, Pastor? Well, there's in the scripture in the book of John, John, this same John says, uh, uh, there is one coming uh, after me whose shoelace I'm not worthy to even bear. That's what he said. And he shall baptize you with what? The Holy Ghost and what? With fire. He says, so this is how we find out who the baptizer is. Now, look what he says here in verse 8. He says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Again, this morning, we're going to speak on the subject of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we pick up here in verse 8. He says, but ye shall receive power. He says, now you go over here and wait, and while you're waiting, what you must understand in this place of waiting, you're going to receive power. Somebody say power. power. And this word power is the word, the Greek word deutimus. You've heard me speak on this word. It's where we get our English word dynamite. And so what we must understand that when Jesus Christ comes into our lives and when he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit, immerses us with the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, it comes not to blow us up, but to blow Jesus up on the inside of us. Amen. I want you to know this because the reason why we get this power, it goes, you shall receive power after what the Holy Ghost is what come up on you. Amen. And then it says, and you shall be what? Witnesses. Well, if now you're going to go be a witness, so the Holy Ghost didn't come to blow you up. It come to blow Jesus Christ up so you could be a witness for him in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and what? The uttermost parts of the world. He wants you, to, that's, what he, that's why he come to do what he does here. So we said, but you shall receive power. Again, this is the deutimus power where we get the word uh, dynamite. But it's also the word that means force. Or a, a miraculous power, the ability, amen, the power, the strength, amen, the, that comes with the, somebody said the working of miracles. I'm talking about this is a power that comes from heaven, that comes from above, and it comes, amen, uh, to empower you, to give you the ability, amen, to have a supernatural power. See, this is when the natural meets the super, and there's a supernatural thing that's going to go on. I'm here to tell you, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. When I'm telling you, when you're bearing the fruit of the spirit, which is the divine nature of God, the love, the joy, the peace, amen, the, uh, 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 the, 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 all of those things, the self-control, all the faith, all of them are the fruit of the spirit. And so when we are being baptized with the Holy Ghost, there's evidence we should have the divine nature of Christ, amen, we should have the, the nature of the Son. Not only that, that when we're filled with the Spirit, you should see the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit in your life. Uh, the, the Bible says he, the Holy Spirit gives them severally as he will. Severally as he will. And we must understand that we need this power that, that comes from heaven for our lives for many different reasons. I'm going to give you five reasons this morning why you need this power. The first reason you need this power is, say, to be a witness. I need this power to be a witness, amen, for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to understand that the, this word witness, uh, it means to bear witness, to testify, to give 
or afford evidence of. It's like being in the witness, uh, being in a witness stand. Amen. It means that if you have been called uh, summoned to court or you've been asked to uh, uh, been summoned to be a witness, it means that you have a given uh, uh, you having a first hand account, you know, of what has taken place and what's going on. And so this is uh, what the disciples were. They were witnesses unto the death, burial, and resurrection and the signs, wonders, and miracles that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had done and had, put, uh, 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 had done uh, amongst the earth. And so they were witnesses for him. He said, now, but now you got to go be endued with power so you can be a witness, amen, in the time that is to come ahead of you. I'm telling you, it's not easy to be a witness today for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why you need power. Because, see, we talked about three different types of people, and these are the type of people that we have in the world. We talked about the carnal nature person. It's the word Greek word sarkikos. And this person is governed by the flesh. They're, they're, they're governed by their flesh. Amen. Uh, uh, the, the Bible tells us and Paul teaches us there's no good thing in your flesh. And so this is a, a carnal nature. Uh, we seen in the scriptures on last week where they talked about a carnal man. Uh, he said, Paul said, I cannot speak to you. Amen. Uh, as spiritual. He says, uh, he says, uh, I beseech you brethren. He was talking about, they were Christians. And so a Christian can still have a carnal nature to him. What you saying? You could be saved and going to heaven, but you don't have any heaven in your life in the earth. So you don't wait to heaven for, for that you get into heaven. What do you want to get saved and you're walking? in your life and say, well, I just can't wait I leave here to get to heaven. No, he wants heaven to come to the earth. And it comes by way of the Holy Spirit coming on the inside of you and manifesting itself in the earth realm. Amen. That's how people are going to witness and come to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because they need to see heaven on the inside of you. They need to see heaven manifest out of your life. Even as the songwriter said that, that when he wanted to do wrong, there was something that he wanted to do. With, you know what I'm saying? When he was doing right, there was something in him that wanted to do wrong. Amen. But it was the Holy Ghost, amen, that kept him to do right. Amen. It helps him to love his enemies. I mean, he sung that thing, Walter Hawkins, I'm telling you, man. And so what I'm saying until you hear, there is the carnal nature person. He says, now, I couldn't feed you meat. I had to feed you milk. Because you were not able, you're not strong enough to bear it. And so a carnal nature person has, they can't receive the deep things of God. Because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he is the one that searches the deep things of God. And he reveals the deep things unto us. So, but you can't be in a carnal nature think you're going to get the deep things of God. You can't even handle the deep things of God. He said, I, I got to give you milk. You can't even handle meat right now. And this is why he said, he says there was strife, confusion, and division that was going on among you. He says, are you not a child? Not, are you not carnal? And so the carnal nature, we don't want to be carnal nature Christians. And then he uh, began to talk also about another nature. It was the natural man. He said the natural man himself, he is governed by his environment. The natural man is governed by what's going on around them. The environment, their senses, amen, their five senses. What's going, what do I hear? What do I see? What do I taste, touch, smell? I'm moved by all of that. But that, see, the Bible says that a natural man cannot even understand the things of a spirit. You hear what I'm saying? He, they're foolishness unto him. And so what you're saying, Pastor, what I'm saying is you as a Christian, you don't want to be a, have a condemnation. You don't even want to walk as a natural man. Nah, he says, but a spiritual man understands spiritual things. And and, and we we, we said last week, he said, now, he explained to us and he taught us in the word. He says that a man knows what 
the, the, what's of a man. A man knows the mind of a man. So whatever my brother Jason is thinking, he knows. But I don't know what Jason is thinking. The way that I know what Jason is thinking is what? I got to ask him. And even if I ask him, he still got to do what? Reveal it unto me. So, so the Bible says it's the same thing with the spirit and with God. The Bible says the spirit what? Searching the deep things of God. So the, the spirit knows the mind of God and the heart of God. And so the only way I know what's on God's heart and God's mind that I got to do, I got to ask him. And God got to do what? Revealing it to me. But he ain't revealing it to no carnal nature. He's not revealing it to no natural man. Nah, he wants you to be filled with his spirit. So the spirit will reveal Revealing to you the mind and the heart of God about your life and everything that is around you. You don't have to walk in darkness. The Bible says we're born again. We walk in the everlasting life. While everybody else is walking in darkness, we should be walking in the light. And it's the spirit of God that comes and fills us up that allows us to walk in this dimension and in this level. It's a whole nother dimension. It's a whole nother level. You're not moved by what you see. This is what he says. He says, why? Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those that what? Love him. He talking about those. He says, and it's the Holy Spirit that reveals them. That reveals those things to us. And so we cannot walk in the kind of nature. We can't live in the kind of nature. We can't walk in the natural man. The Bible says they that are led by, by the spirit of God for, for as many. For, for as many. See, that, that, see, that's how it says over in Romans. For as many. See, that, that means everybody ain't willing to be led. Because he wants to lead everybody. Amen. For as many that would be led by the spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. See, it denotes maturity in your life. When you are led, when you allow the Holy Ghost to fill you up. Because if he fill you, he going to lead you. So if you allow him to get, you allow yourself to get, yield your will to the will of the Father and get filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, he will lead you and guide you and direct you. Amen. The Bible says he is the spirit of truth. And so he's going to lead you into truth, to truth. And I don't know about you. That's what we need. We all need truth. We all need the truth. Amen. I was talking last week that how. Uh, 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 and I like doing this passing review for those that weren't here. I was talking last week about how the common nature is just looking for information. They're looking for information. And then the, 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 the natural man, it moves to a, another level. They, they want education. That's how they climb the ladder. A common nature person, can't, they ain't even think. They just need something to, that's going to tickle their fancy, their flesh. So they're looking for anything, wherever they can get it at, they, they're looking for it. Information, kind of nature. They grasp hold of any information, anything they hear, it, they, they grab hold to it. And, and they're, they're talk, that's a kind of nature, a fleshly person. But then we say at that next level, there's the, the natural man. They're looking for uh, education. See, because the Bible talks about the princes of this world. It, yes, sir, it talked, and it wasn't talking about the enemy. It was talking about those that, were, that had knowledge of this world. And those that have knowledge of this world, they desire to share that with, with, with us in the natural so that we can have more education. You know what I'm saying? But, but the third type of person is the spiritual man. And see, they can't handle that. They, you know, they, they, see, the information not good enough for them. And, and education can only take them so far. But they need the revelation of the Father. Amen? But the Lord, the, I was meditating on this and God told me, he said, tell the people this. He says, revelation, you hear what I'm saying? Look, revelation without uh, application is nothing, amen, but information. Oh my God. So, see, 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 God can reveal something to you by his spirit, but if you don't do anything with it, it's just information. 
It's just information. So you got to have, you got to get the revelation and the revelation comes by the spirit of God. But when you get the revelation, you got to have some application so you can see a manifestation. Oh my God. <laughs> Amen. You got to apply it so you can see it manifest up in your life. Can I get an amen? So we see here, the first thing is, is the power to witness. He says in verse 8, Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power, and that's the deuteronomist power, a force, a supernatural power, amen, for the working of mirrors. It gives you the ability to do what you cannot do in and of your own self. It says, but ye shall receive power after what the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be what? Witnesses. And this word witness, it takes on another connotation, the word martyr. It's the word martus in the Greek. But it, what we get our English word, somebody say martyr. A martyr is a person who is put to death or endures great suffering uh, on behalf of any belief, principle, or cause that they have. And, 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 and so I want to let you in on something. See, uh, uh, most of us might think that when we got saved, that it was a life that we were called to, to a life of this is going to be comfortable. Now let me let you in on something. This, this walk that we had with him is it's not designed. That's why he gave us the comforter. And the comfort to come to comfort you in whatever you're going through. Oh, oh my God. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he comes. He goes right through what you're going. He, no, no. It ain't like you got to take a. No, no, no. He said, no, you're going through it. But you're not going through it. But I will never leave you nor what forsake you. I'm giving you a comforter. And this comforter is going to help aid and assist you wherever you're going through. And he's going to reveal unto you what I said unto. What I said that God said unto me. I'm saying unto you. He's going to reveal everything that I've already said. He's going to keep revealing the truth unto you even while you're going through. See, the Lord told me, he said, son, I, nah, I ain't called y'all to be comfortable, amen? But I did say you're going to be a conqueror, a conqueror. We are more than conquerors, amen? You know what I'm saying? He said, now, you, yeah, you, you might not be uncomfortable. I mean, be comfortable all your life, but you will be a conqueror. You will be a conqueror here. And so we see here this witness piece here. Uh, we must understand that the the disciples or the apostles, many of them remained at Jerusalem. And then when the Holy Spirit hit, the Bible begins to talk about how they were scattered abroad. Philip went down to Samaria, different disciples going different places. Uh, and they're going to what? To be a witness of what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done. They went to, to witness. They went to tell other people about the, the, the life, the miraculous life, the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. And what I like about this, and this is where we get in on it. See, the same thing. See, we didn't see it, but we heard about it. Well, how can I go testify about something that I heard about? Well, he gave you the power to do the same thing that Jesus Christ does. What you mean? Power to heal. Power to deliver. Power to cast out devils power so so when you understand that this miraculous power is working on the inside of you it not only powers you to witness but it powers you to deliver we're going to see this so we got the power to to witness here turn with me if you would over to luke chapter 4 we're going to look at jesus christ as our example luke chapter 4 verse 1 I want you to be able to see this. Jesus Christ is our example. He uh, is, uh, 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 he was a witness for the father, was he not? <laughs> While he was in the earth, he was a witness for the father. And we're a witness on behalf of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke, amen. Luke chapter four. And when you get the four, please go to, uh, we're going to pick up in verse one here. Uh, four and one, then we're going to go over to verse uh, 14. Hallelujah. Let me get there. I know you there now. 4-1, it says, and Jesus, 
being full of what? The Holy Ghost. Well, how did he get full of the Holy Ghost, Pastor? We know we've taught in previous lessons. Uh, matter of fact, we're right in the neighborhood. Uh, look at verse 22 uh, of the previous chapter, 3 and 22. It says, And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Upon him who? Jesus. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, and thee I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that's coming from heaven to uh, come upon our lives is the same Spirit that lit upon our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So we see here in, in 4 and 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he don't come in just to take up a little space. He come in to take over the place. You hear what I'm saying? Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. And see, folks don't understand that. See, he can't dwell in this temple if other things are operating in the temple that are illegal. You hear what I'm saying? Smoking, joking, gambling, whatever. He can't. He can't operate in that thing. You, 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 he can't. He can't be in that temple there. Amen. The Bible says uh, again, our bodies are what the temple of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit comes into this temple, into this house, just as He comes into this house here. He comes to dwell in this house, and I'm here to tell you, He's not dwelling in any old house. I'm telling you, he, He's not dwelling in any old thing. And so we see that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I believe the reason why he dwelt in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Bible says, this is my beloved son in whom what? I am well pleased. See, he dwells in the hearts and in the temples of those who have pleased God, who desire to please the heavenly father, who desires to move towards maturity and to grow up in the things of God, who desire not to no longer be a carnal man or a natural man, but you want to be a spiritual man because a Spiritual men can only understand spiritual things. They don't even want the natural things any longer. They don't even want the carnal nature hanging around them. They don't want to be led by their flesh any longer. They dwell, they desire, and, 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 and even almost demand that they be led by the Spirit of God. He says, now, if an evil father know how to give good gifts unto his own children, how much more would the heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him? So the father want to get it to you. Amen. The question is, do we really want to receive it? And I told I taught already the father would never, a good father would never give his children anything that would hurt them. We, we can't, oh, that was with the old Testament pastor. What you talking about? The whole, well, I'm talking this new Testament here. Amen. And so he wants us to receive this. And I plead with every one of you in this house under the sound of my voice. I'm telling you what, you got to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you got to, I mean, look, if you look, if you're doing ministry for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he don't want you to do it in your carnal nature. He don't want you to do it in the natural man. He wants you to do it out of the spirit. Amen. Out of the spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. Now there's benefits to this spirit. We said that he has come that we might be witnesses. Look here, 4 and 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan and was led, what, by the Spirit, where at? Into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. You hear that? And in those days he did eat nothing. And we know what happened. The devil took him up. He took him up. If thou be the Son of God. Amen. He took him up. He took him up three times. And we're not going to get there to dwell 
in that here, but we know what happened to Jesus. Jesus were, was, were, he had great trials that came upon him. The second thing, the first thing that the Holy Spirit does, it empowers us, amen, to be witnesses to Judea, Samaria, to, to the uttermost parts of the world. And that's what we're going to talk about immediately after service, how we're going to be witnesses for the Lord. But not only does it does that, it, 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 it empowers us to endure and to overcome trials in our lives. See, our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ received the Spirit of God upon him, and he went into the witnesses, and he was tempted of the devil. He was tempted, and he was tested, and he was tried of the enemy. And we know what happened. He overcame the enemy. But what I'm saying unto you, if he would not have had the power of God up on him. See, he went in with the power, and nay, nay, he came out under the power. You hear what I'm saying? And we're going to see this. Look at verse, uh, 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 let's go down here. Look at, mm, mm, here we go here, uh, verse 14. That's where we want to go. It says, and Jesus returned in what? The power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in the synagogues being what? Glorified of all. So we see here the power to be a witness. This is why we get this power. He told him, go over there. Because when you get this power, you're going to be a witness. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus Christ was a witness on behalf of his father. Jesus Christ got the Holy Spirit and he couldn't even get in his, his ministry before the enemy come upon him. And the, en the enemy took him up some places. And he, he told him, he said, now worship me. He, this is what the enemy said. The enemy said, look, if you will bow down and worship me, I'll give you power. You must understand the enemy got a power too. But he gives us, he told his disciples, he says, I give you power over all the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, see, see, that's a different power than the power we're talking about. This power is an authority. Amen. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an authority. It's another dimension that, that, that you have authority over everything that he can bring. I give you authority over that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's delegated authority. So, that, that, so power has two different connotations. One, I give you the power to do miraculous things. But you're going to come up against somebody else that got a power. But I give you a power, a dimension and authority over that power. That's why he says you should tread upon serpents and scorpions and overwork all the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall be able to harm you. See, when you have power to be a witness, you better know you're going to step into some places, man, where the enemy is already there. This is why we're going to go out and do some, uh, uh, not just outreach, amen, but some evangelism. We're going to knock on the doors and when we knocking on the door, the devil going to be on the inside of the house shaking, I'm telling you. Because the authority and the power of God has showed up. I'm here to tell you that. And so we, we must have this power to what? To be a witness. But also to endure trials. To be an overcomer. We got to have this. This is what Jesus Christ, he endured great affliction here in the wilderness over the devil. And he came out in the power of the spirit. The Bible says all the frame went out all across the region about him. And this is what I'm telling you. When we go out for the Lord, we should come back just as full as we went. It's like this. As, look, as you go, he's filling you the whole time. As you're doing the work of the Lord, he's filling you up. He's filling you up. He's filling you up. And you get finished with that thing. You say, boy, my God, this did my soul some good to come out here. to me. Look, when you go do the work of the Lord, you never come back tired. See, because the spirit takes away the stress, the struggle, and also the strain. I can tell you now, your flesh ain't going to want to go. Your flesh don't want to go tell somebody else about Jesus. Your natural man don't want to go. But I'm telling you, if you get in the spirit, 
Hallelujah. Look, you get in the spirit of God. You can't help but to tell somebody about Jesus. You can't help but to do it. I'm so glad that I, I, I have a way that I can tell if, 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 I'm, if I'm in the spirit. Because that old fleshly man, he, he waiting every day. That old, that old natural man wants to do, yes, sir, that's governed by the environment what we see. No, no, he said, son, I want you to be in the spirit. I don't want you to just, I want you to walk in the spirit, live in the spirit, speak in the spirit. You can do everything in the spirit, amen. I'm not talking about being so heavenly minded that you'll know earthly good. We got to live up in this world. You hear what I'm saying? And what I'm saying to you, people need to know that we're different than they are. They need to know, I, and I ain't running with the carnal nature. I ain't thinking like the natural man. Man, I'm thinking from above, man. I got all of heaven at my disposal. And that's what spirit-filled people have. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. The ability, the miraculous power that he gives you. It's a force that comes from heaven. The Bible says it came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house. And it lit upon all of them. And they were able to speak in another tongue as the Spirit gave them utterance. As the Spirit gave them utterance. What I'm saying, the Holy Ghost can't come in your life and you remain the same. <laughs> I like the brothers here because we got to cover brothers, amen. Uh, 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 uh. See, because everybody that's demonstrative, amen, and, and, and are outgoing don't mean that they got the spirit of God. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you the truth. You, know I mean? you ain't got to be a part, amen. It has everything. Do you receive it? But I know this to be sure. When the Holy Spirit gets up on a person, a person that's mellow, a person that's kind of laid back, he'll, look, he'll, you'll turn into another man. Amen. That's what the scripture says. That when the Holy Spirit came up upon the man of God, when it came up upon King Saul, he turned into another man. I don't know about you, but I want to be another man. I want to be a God man, like I said last week. I want to be a holy man of God. Nothing short, nothing less. I want to be a holy man of God. You want to be a holy woman of God? Let this Holy Ghost come up on your life. Let him lead you and guide you and direct you. Let him fill you up. Let him fill your cup till you can't take anymore. Uh, that's where you want to be in the overflow, walking in the spirit of God. Amen. So we see here, look at, uh, we said in verse 14, he, he went, he come out the same way he went in. And Jesus returned what? In the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in the synagogues what? Being glorified of all. So we see the power to witness or the power to preach. He gives us the power to witness and the power to preach. This is what the power. It's all about the power to witness, the power to preach, the power to overcome, the power to endure some things. The third thing he gives us is power for, I say the power to deliver. The power to deliver here. Look at four, Luke 4 and verse 36 here. I want you to see this. It, it says in verse 36, it says, and they were all amazed. Oh, God, I got to give you this whole story here. I, <laughs> this is the man with the unclean spirit. And Jesus Christ is dealing with him, and, and he was in the synagogue. Look at verse 33. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean what? Devil. 
I ain't know a devil could be clean, but he was unclean. Amen. An unclean devil. <laughs> he, he, he ain't clean. Amen. An unclean devil. I'm just thinking, well, is there an opposite of that? Is there such thing? I don't think it is. He says, of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have I, what have we to do with thee that Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy uh, One of God. The Bible says that the devil believes and trembles. He know who God is and he know who the son of God is. And I'm telling you, if you feel with the spirit, he going to know who you are. He going to know. He not, I ain't talking about your name. No, nah, he going to know that the greater one is on the inside of you. He going to know that you've yielded your will to the will of God. He going to know that all the power of heaven is residing on the inside of you. He going to know that your belly is filled. I mean, I'm talking about in this. You are overflowing with the power of God on the inside of you. Just like this, this old unclean spirit recognized Jesus, he going to recognize you. Because he gave you power to deliver. You didn't just get power to witness. Well, see, you're going to go witness to someone that's bound. So he don't give you, look, not, not only do you witness to them bound, but you come there to deliver them. Amen. With the power that's on the inside of you, laying hands on them, casting out devils in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, this stuff ain't foreign or weird. weird. This stuff is real. And when you get out these doors and get out in the streets right there, boy, I'm telling you, you see God, he'll manifest himself in your life. And look what it goes on to say. It says, verse 35, and Jesus did what? Rebuked him. He forbid him. Amen. He, he denied him, saying, hold thy peace. Amen. And come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and what? Hurt him not. You see that? And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. Jesus recognized. See, when you got the power of God operating on you, you know See, because people start acting funny when you get around them. Oh, yes, sir. When, when you come to witness, they start scringing up. Their, their buddy might say, come on, let's, let's go somewhere. Amen. Because they know the, the, yes, sir, the power of the Lord is present to heal and also deliver. It's, it's present to deliver. People will get afraid. Folks are afraid of the anointing of God. I'm, t- I'm talking about people that um, the devil is. And when you get this power up on you, I, I, I always tell you one of, my, one of my favorite stories, boy, with your daddy. Amen. We come here, I asked you that. I said, boy, you ever cast out any demons? He said, no, pastor. I'm looking at him. I said, I ain't cast out any demons either. You know what I'm saying? So the blind leading the blind. Amen. And there was a woman full of, I mean, demonic. I mean, full. I mean, just we know him. And see, let me tell you, we come, I come up over here in the power, boy, I'm repenting all the way here, Lord, I forgive me for this, that, and the other, because I know I'm getting ready to go deal with the devil. I show up full of the spirit. And I'm telling you, that devil did not want to come in this church. That girl was on the other side of the street screaming. It's 930 at night. Ah, her husband got her. She's screaming and she kicking. She didn't want to come in. I, ta- I told that devil, be quiet in the name of Jesus. He picked his wife up on his shoulders and brought her up in here, man, and laid her right on that place right there. And I'm telling you, that enemy was not happening. That enemy told me, he spoke to me, and he said, she is mine, and I'm not letting her go. That's what I said. He told me that. I'm a, we were, I'm wrestling in the spirit of God. The Bible says we wrestle not. Huh, 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 against what? Flesh and blood, amen? We, we don't wrestle that, amen? Hallelujah. But what we're dealing with is we're dealing with what? Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, amen? <laughs> and spiritual wickedness, where? And so how you deal with high place things? You got to get higher. 
than the high place. And the spirit of God takes you higher. Higher than any other power that's out there. You hear what I'm saying? A power. See, religion is a strong power. But you can, you can, but God give you power over that. See, I want you to understand this. See, the devil is nothing. And this is what Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ told, he sent them out. He gave them power over all the enemy. They come back and what they say, Jesus, even the, the devil is what? Subject to your name. And Jesus Christ said, don't rejoice that you can cast out devils, but rejoice that your name is written in the what? The Lamb's book of life. So we, so we're going to be witnesses for what? So people can be saved. We ain't going out there just to cast out no demon. What I'm saying to you, if a demon is in the way, it's got to go. It's going to recognize the power of God. And all you got to do is speak. You got to go into the, I plead the blood and the cross over this life. I'm telling that demon here, get up and he got to go. I've seen it happen. I'm telling you, I've been a witness to it. So what I'm saying to you, I can preach this with some authority. You want to know why? Because I just didn't hear it or I just ain't read about it. I seen it manifest. I cast the devil out of a woman. You know what I'm saying? And what I'm saying, and it's so not so much about me, but it was the spirit and the power of God on the inside of me. Boy, you would have been afraid. Wouldn't you been afraid if you witnessed someone and the devil say something to you? I knew the woman. So I knew it wasn't her talking. It was the enemy talking. And I'm sitting here, I'm telling you, sister, they, they, I'm sitting here shaking my head. Say, this boy is real. And this is what, this is the revelation that the Lord gave me. If the devil is real, you better know I'm real. I don't need to see him walk in my bedroom and stand at the, at the end of my bed and say something for me to love him. Look, I see the devil in operation every day. I see the devil everywhere. Just turn on your TV. You see the devil everywhere. You tell me if there's a devil, there's not a true and a living God. And he gave us power to have power over all of the enemy. Every rank, every principality, power, rule of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. He's given you power. And this is the power that I'm talking about right now. This is the power to deliver. You're Luke. Where were we at? Luke. Uh, uh, verse 36 and they were all amazed and spake among themselves saying what a word is this <laughs> See, oh my god he came and spoke a word he said what for for with what authority and what that word power that's that word that, that's that, that word authority that force he says with authority and power he what commanded the unclean spirits and they do what they come out and fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. Now, I want you to understand this. The Bible says that the glory belongs to him, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> glory to God forever. See, that's what we were singing. And what we're saying is, see, what you got to be careful when you cast out a devil, you, you can't take the glory. Because the Bible says fame went out about him. So he is the famous one. See, I, I, I've always told you, one of my prayers to God, Father, I don't want to be famous. I want to be called faithful. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, a faithful man, a woman of God, you're going to cast out some demons and see, and God going to get all the glory. That's why he says, let your light shine. Amen. Let your light so shine that people can see, amen, your, your, your father, amen, see, see your glory and magnify what your father, which is in heaven, he gets all the glory. Amen. Oh, I'm just part of the story, man. You hear what I'm saying? I'm just happen to be part of the story, but I'm going to give him all the glory because I don't want the anointing of God to leave up off my life. 
no, no, I ain't going to have no pride. No, he, he, he's the one going to be, let Jesus be famous. Let God be glorified. And all you could say, boy, I thank God he count me faithful because he's still breathing on me. He's still breathing through me. He's still using me. Amen. And boy, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and that's, that's a telltale sign that his hand is still on you, that he is allowing that Holy Ghost to flow through your life. Amen. So we see here in, 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 in verse uh, 36 and 37 that how Jesus, uh, had he had power to deliver. Let's look at a couple more verses to confirm this. Look at Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. I know I haven't been preaching no hour. Y'all, y'all don't have the clock on today, do you? Okay, amen. I'm finna say, my God, huh? I know I ain't been up here preaching no hour. Amen. Luke, Luke, chapter, Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Oh, my God. Are you at chapter 9? Yeah. Look at verse 1. Now, this is Jesus. He's now sending, he's at a point in his ministry that he's going to send his disciples out. Look here. He says, then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them what power and what authority. See, both of those words are power, but that power is the for- first power is the force. The, the other authority is the delegated authority. Amen. The dimension to, to have over the enemy. He says, and he gave them power and authority over all devils and to what? To cure diseases. Did he not? Uh, look at verse 2. And he sent them to what? Preach the kingdom of God and to what? Heal the sick. Now listen. Now he sent them to do what? Preach the kingdom of God. This is a, they're operating up under the Holy Spirit. But he was delegate. Jesus Christ gave them. He breathed upon them and said, go into the power of the Holy Spirit. They hadn't been filled with it yet. You know what I'm saying? They hadn't been baptized in it yet. He's, put, he's delegating it. To, he said, no, I'm gonna give you, I want y'all to go out. You're 12. I'm going to give you some authority. I'm going to give you power over the enemy. You go out, do what I said, and come back. See, but this is different than go way over to Jerusalem and be endued with power from among high. This is for a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? He was given to them for a moment. He wanted them to go see. So he was extending this thing because when you've seen the father, I mean, when you've seen the father, when you've seen the son, you've seen the father. Him and the father are one. And not only that, they're one with the Holy Ghost. And so he empowered them to go. He said, I give you power and I give you authority. I'd go down there to cast devils out and heal those that are sick. And let's see what they did. Amen. Let's see what they did. But what I'm saying to you, they went and preached the kingdom. What's preaching the kingdom? Being a witness. They went to be a witness. They was endued with power to be a witness. But here in this case, they're they're, they're going to deliver. Uh, You at nine, uh, look at me, Luke 10. We're going to see where they came back. Luke 10 and 19. 10 and 19. Amen. Amen. 10 and 9. I want to show you this in the scripture. Um, uh, uh, gosh, I get so much. Hacker. Oh, Lord. I'm telling you, amen. We're we going to go over him. So he sent out the 12. 10 and 1 is dealing out. Now he sends out 70. He sent out them 12. They went and did what it is. So he says, now I'm going to send out 7. I'm going to send them out two by two. Look at 10 and 1. And these things the Lord appointed of the 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into what every city and place, whether he himself what would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I what send you forth as lambs amongst what? The, the wolves. Now pick up in verse uh, 17 here. It says, and the 70 returned again with what? Joy. Oh my God. Here they returned the same way they went out. Yeah. Joy is an is a, is a, is a, 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 a attribute of the Holy Spirit. Right. 
Oh, yes, sir. You got some joy up in you. It's because of the Holy Spirit that's in your life. So I'm here to tell you, I guarantee you, they went out joyful and they what? They came back with joy. You hear that? I'm telling you, when the power of God is operating in your life, you go, you look, you go out with a pep in your step and you come back with a pep in your step. Why? Because some people got delivered, set free, and healed. And you're giving God glory. Look what it says. It says, and and, and again, uh, verse 2, therefore said he unto them, okay, I'm sorry, pick up verse 7, and the 70 returned again, verse 17, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. This is what I said earlier. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. You hear what he was saying? He said, look, I already knew the sucker was a defeated foe because I was before time. I seen when he got booted out of the heaven. I seen when the father kicked him to the earth. He says, I seen him fall like lightning from heaven. I seen him when he was stripped of all of his power and cast down into this earth realm. And the power that he has cannot stand the power that God has. So it says here, look at verse 19. He says, behold, I give unto you what power to tread upon the serpents and the scorpions and over all the power. That's a dunamis power right there. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means what hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Rejoice because of the salvation. So he confirmed unto them the power of God operating and flowing in their lives. So he gave them the power to deliver. So we talked about the power to be a witness, the power to overcome, the power to deliver. The fourth thing I want to show you is the power to heal. He gave you this power so that you can heal. Look at Luke chapter 5. Turn back to chapter 5 and look at verse uh, 17. 5 and 17. We're coming to a close here. Luke chapter 5 verse 17. When you get the uh, 5 and 17, say amen. Let's pick it up here. It says, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, this is Jesus, that there was Pharisees and the doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of what every town of Galilee and Judea and, and Jerusalem. And what the power of the Lord was what? Present to heal. You hear that? The power of the Lord was present to heal. You got all these religious folk, everybody standing around. Amen. And Jesus Christ chilling. And the Bible says, see, then she's talking about this man that need to be here, here. But the Bible says, but the presence of the Lord, I mean, the power of the Lord was what? Present to heal. God will put you in situations. Everybody going to be looking crazy, standing around. But he said, look, uh-uh, the presence of the Lord is what? Uh, the power of the Lord is what? Present to heal. What I'm saying unto you, God will cause you to stretch forth hands and lay hands. When we go out as a witness out in that thing there, somebody might be sitting in a wheelchair in a house. Somebody might be all bound with demons and everything. You know what I'm saying? Folks are possessed out there. Folks are bamboo. Some folks ain't left their house in years. Some folks sitting in the house with all the windows closed and everything, no light coming into the house. You know what I'm saying? Look, I, I met with the Cincinnati police uh, late, late last year, and they said, Pastor, they, I'm, not just me, but they cried out to the pastors. We need y'all guys. The missing element, he says, man, we can do, we go out in these streets. But he said, if you go in some of these houses and see what we see in these houses. And this is what the guy said. He said, Pop, this was the, the, the acting chief of police at the time. And, and these folks, they said, look, we need the power of God 
out here in these streets. And they say, pastors, we're pleading with y'all. Amen. Get the churches together and get them. We need to go out here and we need to go in some of these folks' houses. They need to be delivered and set free. He said, you, the, the police, I said, you would be amazed what you see that's going on in people's houses nowadays. And I'm here to tell you, the Lord thy God wants to send you and all of us out and for that we can have the power of God upon our lives so that we can be present to heal people that need to be healed through the power of God, deliver people that need to be delivered. You hear what I'm saying? Witness to people that need Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And not only that, we're going to give them what we got. Not just salvation, fill them with the power of God so that they can, they can withstand the enemy, so they can rebuke it in their family, in their generation. This is the power of God that is needed here. Last but not least, turn with me to Romans. Romans chapter 8. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, the power to witness, the power to endure, to overcome great trials, the power to deliver, the power to heal. We go over here to Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. When you get there, please say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Romans. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 8. And when you get to chapter 8, please go with me to verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself make it intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. What I'm saying unto you, the, the spirit of God also gives us the power to pray when you don't know how to pray. I think I quoted a scripture last week that's in the Bible. Be, be not filled uh, with wine in excess, but be filled ye with the Holy Spirit. And what he's saying here, there are going to be times in your life, even as the Lord will send us out to be a witness unto people, to knock on their door, and you ask them, do you want prayer? And somebody might say, well, uh, yeah, I'll take prayer. Well, you want to ask them, well, what do you want me to pray for? So we can be specific about that because we can't read minds. And that's what, not what we're trying to do. We ask them, what do you want me to pray for? How can I pray for you? Amen. And then when you ask them what you pray for them, you want to make sure, are you saved? Amen. Because we're going to touch and agree. And God going to, you know, he'll do what he needs to do. But we got to be in agreement uh, even about salvation. Amen. We, we ain't throwing the pearls before the swine. I, I can't get God to move in your house and you don't believe in him. Amen. You ain't saved. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's, first of all, let's, let's talk about your salvation. Let's talk about are you saved. Amen. We'll deal with the Holy Ghost later, but are you saved? Amen. Hallelujah. If they ain't saved, we share the gospel with them. Amen. Jesus Christ came, died, and rose again for you. He wants you to have victory and deliverance and everything in your life. Do you trust him? Do you believe in him? Yes, I'm, let's pray. Amen. And then after we deal with that, all right, what, 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 what needs to take place? Do you need healing? Do you need deliverance? How, how else can I pray for you now? Because the, 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 the number one reason of being a witness is sharing, is preaching the kingdom of God. It's sharing the gospel. You see, you can go and cast out a devil and you leave there, they ain't saved. What good have you done? No, 
no folk need to be saved. Because the Bible says what the devil, he go into a dry place. He hang out there for a little while. He said, I think now some time passed. I think I'm going back home now. And if you go back home, if that place has been swept and clean and nothing else has filled it, it said he'll be what? Seven times worse than he was at the very beginning. So this thing is larger than casting out a devil. You're going to run into some devils, but you got to understand the devil don't have any power over you because you've been given authority and power over the enemy. But people need to be saved. And then after they get saved, we can share with them. We, we work with them, whatever they got going on, and, and, and allow them to get filled with the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? But the Bible says that there will be a time that you don't know how to pray about a situation. But the Bible says that the Spirit of God will make an utterance for you. Hey, see, that's sometimes I don't even know how to pray for my own self. My own situation. Because see, 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 because look, 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 look. I don't what, want what I want. I want what God wants for my life. So, so I, I many times I don't even go with my understanding of God. I go in the spirit of God. And then this is why I say, give me this day my daily bread. I'm not coming to tell you what I'm going to do today. I'm coming to find out what you want me to do today. You don't come telling God what you're going to do today. If anything, you want him to get in on what you, what you got going today, but you, you got to honor him and, and respect him and give him the glory and the honor and allow that Holy Spirit to come upon you. He'll rearrange your day and he'll give you wisdom on how we're to do things and to conduct business for him, not only outside this house, but also in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see here 8 and 26 again. It says, he helpeth our infirmities. Likewise, the spirit also, that's the, what the baptism of the Holy, that's the big S, the Holy Spirit. Helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself, what maketh intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Have you ever grown? Have you ever been in prayer when you just don't know what to do? You just groaning and, <sighs> well, you know something on the inside of you. You don't know how to deal with it or whatever. All you can do is moan and groan. Amen. Moan and groan. That spirit start to give you some utterance, start to give you some understanding. I'm telling you, man. And this is what the Lord desires for us to have. He desires for us to have the power. Somebody say the power of the Holy Spirit. The power. The power will make you give right. It'll make you live right. And this is what I like about it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, I ain't going to make them do anything. That's what he said. I ain't going to make you do anything. Because that's not the spirit of the Father. I will compel. I will yield. I will ask. I will act. But they still got to do it with the will. The will. It's about the will of man. This is why I understand when I go in, when we go out in the streets and ask somebody they want to be saved, they, and they say no, you, don't you get upset with them. If you get upset, that's just telling you you're ministering out of your carnal nature. Your personal feelings done got hurt because <laughs> they deny you. No, they ain't deny you. They deny him. Yeah, yeah, and it hurts you. It bothers you. And so what you do, you come back with a compelling statement. You come back because the Holy Spirit said he comes to convince them and convict them. It's the Holy Spirit that does the wooing, the convicting, the convincing. 
He does it. So we don't have to work them on overtime. We just yield to the spirit of God. I'm going to give this testimony before we leave, before we transition out of here, close the message and transition to our meeting about outreach and evangelism. Uh, the last time we went out as a team, I don't remember who all went with us, but we were we left here and we cut a corner over here, and it was three of us. We didn't have no T-shirts or nothing on it. It was three or four of us, and we was going this way, and a lady was in a wheelchair, and she came up behind us, and this is what she said. I'm not picking up no story. She says, I see the power of God and angels all around y'all. That's what the lady, the lady didn't know us, didn't know anything about us. We going out with the purpose to share the gospel. That lady, I'm telling you, and we come to find out the lady had been out of church. You know what I'm saying? She's in this wheelchair. She had been out of church, but she, she cried out to us because we cut the corner. We, we, we didn't even see her. We were going across there making our way to get on Kennedy Avenue. We didn't see her. She hollered at us, and, and we, I said, oh, God, let's go over here with this lady. We ran back across the street, got what she had. She had tears coming out of her eyes, and she says, I see the power of God and angels all around y'all. She says, who, who are y'all? That's what she asked. She says, who are y'all? And then we told her what we were doing, and boy, I looked, and I said, my God, my God. God already done affirmed that y'all out here doing what I call you to do. You hear what I'm saying? And so we, we couldn't even get, I'm telling you, we couldn't even get even to the area we was at. We laid hands on that woman. Amen. We prayed for her. We asked her what was going on in our life. She says, I need to get back in the church. I mean, she just poured out her whole soul to us. And we prayed for her. We, we gave her uh, our telephone number. We got her number. We've called her and all those. They see. But you, you see, we, we do what we're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And then and God will move upon their heart, and they'll do what they're supposed to do. She, she know where we at. We know where she's at. We're praying. Amen. What I'm saying to you, I have never been out on behalf of the Lord thy God and never seen his power move. I mean, never seen him not move. You hear what I'm saying? When we go out and do that. I've seen people, I've seen mothers come outside the house, right here in Kennedy Heights, come outside the house and said, Pastor, will you pray for my son? He's, a, he's an alcoholic. I'm thinking we're going to deal with a, you know, a teenager. I mean, this guy was 50-something years old. You know what I'm saying? In the house, still staying with mama. I said, where is he at? Go get him. We bring him out. We praying for him. He receiving prayer. Mother, mom in the screen door crying. We laying hand, casting, dealing with everything. We leading him back to salvation. And then here come the problem. The brother-in-law. He rose up. He married to his sister. He rose up, Sister Nene, and he gets out the car. And this is what he says. I know who you are. I mean, I'm talking about he come up with some anger up on him. I know who you don't need to tell. You're that preacher around the corner. I guarantee you I've never seen him before in my life. I don't know. I've never seen him before in my life. I know exactly who you are. You don't need to tell me who you are. You're that preacher from around the corner. And I knew right then we're dealing with a demon. But the Lord said, no, nah, don't, don't, no, nah, no, nah, we ain't going to let this. We done got the brother saved, amen, you hear what I'm saying? Mother, mother, rejoicing. But the Lord showed me the problem. He said, this is the problem right here, the brother-in-law. The brother-in-law got the brother, got, got his brother-in-law, you see what I'm saying, still strung out. He was the power that was convincing him. And the Lord showed him. But I'm telling you, didn't he come up there, boy, he, that brother had a spirit up on him. And he told me, he says, I know who you are. You that preacher right there around the corner. And I'm here to tell you, I ain't been in them streets that much. For him to know that I'm, you know who that was? That was that demon, knowing where the power of God resides. 
See, what I'm saying to you, look, that, these demons around here know there's some power in this house. I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about this house. We don't come up here and sing and worship God the way that we do just for us to go home and itch ourselves. We had a good service today. No, I mean, God got power upon us. And he says, I want that community to change. I want lives changed in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to use you. Are you in the Lord's army? I'm here to tell you, he gives you power. Says power to be a witness. Power to endure. Power to overcome. Power to deliver. Power to heal. And power to pray. I got power. Wonder working power. Supernatural power. Power from heaven. That needs to be in the earth. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together and give God some praise for this word. Praise and worship for you will come up. Y'all have a song, right? Amen. Come on up. Hallelujah. Amen. Stand to your feet.